Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to the Old Dad Jazz Podcast. And today I have with me Yolanda Dukes, and we're going to talk about metaphysics. We're going to talk about the law of attraction and how you can change your life by altering your thoughts, like Eric Butterworth used to say. And we're going to talk about past life regressions, which is something that she does and actually in preparation for this interview she did a past life regression on me and it was very very interesting and very beneficial for me so i do recommend her services or any kind of past life regression i think it's very interesting and uh or at least for a bucket list i think a uh, past life is something that uh people can um, even if you don't believe, uh, I think from the experience you can get something. And uh, yeah, we talk about that. And uh, mostly we talk about thoughts, how law of attraction works, and uh, all these things and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, welcome to the All Dead Jazz Podcast. I'm your host, Matias, and this is with me tonight, Yolanda Dukes, and she's into metaphysics. She actually graduated from a university that I did not know existed, but I'm very glad it does in Sedona, Arizona, and um, she will tell us all about that. And she also does past life regression, which she did on me, and uh, that was amazing. All right, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. It has been a pleasure meeting you. You have a beautiful spirit. Thank you. <laughs> I, I try to, to believe what you say because I don't always believe that I'm a beautiful spirit. So I want to I keep, keep the high spirits, you know? <laughs> 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 All right. So um, you, you told me that for a lot of your life, you weren't into the stuff you're into now. So I guess let's start with how you came on this journey because you were probably doing something different before, right? I was. I was working in corporate law, um, of course, at a law firm in Sacramento. Um, but what I was used to do when I would get off work is I would listen to sessions. And I was listening to the sessions um, that Jane Roberts did from 19, the 1970s when she was channeling Seth. Oh, and that wow. information okay. was so profound. Like I had to know more when he said, you are the creator of your own reality. That turned my life in a completely different direction because I needed to know how. How do I have that much control? How can I make my life a wonderful beautiful place to be and that's how i started with seven right two. would you say that now knowing what you know now that even uh self-deprecation jokes and saying stuff like i just said did a minute ago like oh, i don't always believe and all because you know I, I i doubt sometimes is it is that like me saying a statement of fact or are you discouraging people from 
this oh, not discouraging but are you encouraging people to say to up the positive side of them and uh and kind of um not focus on the negative most definitely i mean you can focus wherever you want it's all a lesson but when you're only focusing on just the negative or only the good you're not letting the full picture in just because i'm a happy person right. doesn't mean i don't get sad but I appreciate the sad and go, okay, I'm feeling this for a reason, but I'm going to work through this quickly because I don't want to feel this way for the next week. So the cycle, it just, you don't cycle under it for, for weeks or months and, and, and stay in a state of depression. You pick yourself up with your words. But yes, self-deprecating behavior is a reflection. If that's how you feel about yourself, your environment, your external environment, is only a reflection of who you are. Right, so it's like, um, uh, so it shows where you are by by the way you talk to yourself. You're kind of like putting yourself down or, because um, uh, off record we talked about comedy and you said a lot of comedians are not happy and then I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, Jerry Lewis famously didn't want to go to therapy because he thought if he became quote unquote happy, that the material would run out, you know, he, you know, he wouldn't have anything to work with. And I think that is a big, uh, big thing in comedy. They use their sadness as it were, or a lot of them believe it. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Okay. So, um, how did you find out about that university then in, um, Sedona? That was very interesting because, as I said, I was working at the law firm and I was looking for consciousness material when my soul was beginning to wake up. I was beginning to understand myself on a different level. I was physically watching things begin to manifest. And I was listening to a podcast with a metaphysician who's passed away. Dr. Dilbert Blair, and he was doing a lot of black consciousness radio at that time, back in 2011, before he passed. And he used the word metaphysician, and I had never heard that word before. So me being the nerd that I am, I looked it up, and that led me directly to Dr. Leon Masters, who founded the University of Metaphysics and the University of Sedona. And I just read through the coursework, you know, I kind of thought, this is hokey. I mean, really. But once I read through the coursework, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to study those things. I'm very, I'm, I'm very interested in that. Okay. So that's what I did. What did they teach? Um, I never looked into what the metaphysics university teaches. Okay. So it's really and truly about finding the spirit within yourself. They don't give you a curriculum to train you for a job because they intuitively know that you already have all the answers. So there is a lot of daily meditation where you are putting yourself into a state of trance, a state of consciousness where you can relax yourself to get the answers. So there's self-hypnosis, there's meditation, there's a lot of reading, there's a lot of understanding, and there's just some simply sit back and meditate on this lesson. Okay, so would you say a meditation, uh, 
would be beneficial to everybody, not just somebody that's into metaphysics like yourself. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's beneficial because it takes you to clarity. It's beneficial because it helps you relax. It's beneficial because mm. it keeps you from freaking out when things seemingly don't go your way. You know, oh, yeah. just take a deep breath. You know, we all have it. <laughs> I, I do. I freak out. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> internally, you know, I'm, I'm in hell. So. <laughs> <laughs> when when i'm in that state you know it's like uh, oh i don't have i don't have this figured out i don't have this or i'm not i'm not at a place in my life where i should i should be and all that and then you're freaking out and you're like uh it, it, i think this thing um i think uh, for me and i think for a lot of other people comparing yourself to other people is is a big one yes um and uh, do you think meditation can help with that well, if you see yourself as a spirit and you see everybody else as a spirit and you're living your own passion, why would you care what anybody else is doing? Right. But that's the key word, living your passion. I don't, I'm yes. still finding where, what is my, I kind of, I, I like being this, this is kind of, uh, I, I, you know, I used to dabble in acting and it, it almost feels like um because it's live, so it's in a way. So it's like a performance. You're like on there, and uh, but uh, I want to be more like more myself in life. So, and one of the things I got from your um, like past life regression that was really amazing. Um, she offered to do the past life regression just before we we do the show, so I can experience what it is that she does, and uh, it was amazing and. Uh, one of the, like, I met my spirit guide, uh, Sophie. I don't know if it's, uh, not, well, no, not some public record, I guess, but uh, she told me to meditate regularly, which is something I got repeatedly in the past, I don't know, a few weeks, I would say. So it wasn't a surprise to me. It was like, oh, yeah, of course. I, I've heard it. <laughs> I just haven't implemented it you know you know what i mean well one of the things your guide said was you misgendered her oh yeah um, but you know what it was it was uh some uh, i had a quasi past life regression once and it was like a this buddhist kind of figure and it, it was no face and all that it was just like it was like a samurai almost and i just assumed yeah a guy you know <laughs> so that's i don't know that's uh yeah okay so um is, is that common that people get in their past life regression uh, especially with meeting the spirit guides something that's um they already kind of know they've heard of like other people tell them but they're not really taking action on it well yeah because your guide can work through other people that's the psychic part of the world that we live in. So if they're, if you're not paying attention to the messages, to the dreams, to the prodding, to the inspiration, yes, they may work through family and friends to sit you down and have that talk with you. And are you thinking seriously about your life? <laughs> that sort of thing. Yes. Oh, they no. can affect other people. <laughs> yes. Yes. But it's good because you look back on it <clears throat> And you see that how, how everything is connected. When you 
are working your passion and working in line with the flow of things, there's a great deal of synchronicity with everything that you do. Right. So, so that's one sign of um, if you're living your true passion or life purpose. Um, conversely, what would be if you're not living your passion and if you're, if you're going on the wrong path in life? You probably feel as though you're being beaten against the shores, like you're just getting knocked around. You're never feeling like you're in the flow of things. The, the day doesn't seem to go right. So it's not hmm. a problem. What it is is not realizing what you're in, what you're inside of, and not realizing that you are surrounded by intelligent energy that can be programmed. And when you begin to become conscious of it and begin to program it, that's when you become more in the flow hey, I'm going to have a wonderful day. Hey, I'm going to follow my passion today, no matter how weird that gets. <laughs> so um, was your life like that before? Before you, uh, you, you went into metaphysics and you were working on a, in a law firm? You, were you feeling like, what is my life? Where is this going? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I felt like there were days I was just getting pummeled just something I was felt like I was just working upstream I work harder I make more money but then there's something taxes go up rents go up something and when I started programming the energy and consciously creating things just got better and things got easier okay consciously creating so uh explain a little bit about that because it's a fancy term seems to me for something that's probably very simple right mm -hmm. so it is very simple okay. because reality begins with a thought okay so okay are you proposing we can change our thoughts oh correct yes uh how about the thoughts um because thoughts seem random they pop into your mind and they go um should you feel uh, any obligation to, um, if, if there's a negative thought, to try to change it or to transmute it into something that's uplifting? Well, definitely, because then you see the whole picture. So you have a thought that pops in your mind, you're doing something and it might be something sad or a little negative toward you. Oh, you're too short. Hey. How did you I know? see that thought. <laughs> Thank you for that thought. Some people do think I'm short, but I'm a lot taller than other people and I'm okay with that. So just see the other side of it. Instead of, we were taught to push the thought away. Meditation is not about pushing it away. It's about integrating it. Integrating um, the, the good with the bad. And because mm -hmm. a lot of people maybe uh, disregard the good because they, they feel like they have so much bad. And I think that's when your life starts to spiral out of control because you like start believing uh, the lies as it were in your head. Yes, because you only have part of it. That's why it feels like such a lie and such a betrayal of thought because you're only paying attention to part of the story. Negative thought is negative polarity and it's all part of the system. So as we awaken, we go, oh, it's part of it. 
I don't have to push it away. I integrate it. Thank you for that thought. But there's more. Thank you for that thought. Hmm. Yeah, I need to incorporate that. That that's uh, that's a good one. Thank you for that thought. But uh, I, I will I will counsel another thought instead. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, hey, thank you for that thought. May I see the opposite of that now? Oh, by asking. Correct. Huh. I never thought of that. I always uh, assumed it was. Um, it was uh, th there's a bit of a grain of truth, even if it's negative. I thought I, you know, it like okay. Theoretically, I know that it's the good ones is probably true, and the bad ones are bad. But then, I think for me, and probably for a lot of people, the problem is when you're in the moment, and the negative thought comes up, and the tendency is to believe it. Like, yeah, I'm 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 this or that. So how do you? how do you remove that tendency? Cause it's so prevalent. It seems like being part of the human race, you know? Well, we're going to disempower the thought. Thank you for that thought. And although mm, I know that there's more, so show me the opposite. Oh, I love the opposite. The opposite is beautiful. I would prefer to focus on the opposite. So thank you for bringing it to my attention that I felt this way about myself. Okay, so um, how did you get a, um, you said it took you uh, quite a few years to finish the uh, university in Sedona. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And is that because you were uh, probably working part full time and you have? Yeah, I just finished up my bachelor's in legal studies in 2011 when I found University of Sedona. And wow. I had literally jumped from one program to another program because I was excited about it. But yeah, That's amazing. it took me some time. Which are uh, some of your favorite writers that you like in metaphysics or spirituality that you use now that you like always, that's your go-to, like, this is what I need or draw inspiration from? Well, I'm still listening to, I'm still unpacking some of the Seth material because as I get older, it begins to make more sense. And now we're discussing, listening to the sections where he's talking about the nature of reality and how everything is truly multidimensional. And that thrills my brain right now, understanding that it's not just one cup you see, but there are an infinite number of cups. There are an infinite number of whatever it is. I'm sitting in a chair that you physically see, but there are an infinite number of chairs. Like uh, So we're learning to communicate with those fields of information. Right. Um, okay, what did you learn about manifesting? Because you mentioned manifesting before, and uh, I'd like to know, because I'm... Um, I'm sometimes hesitant to, because uh, th there's been a lot of hay made through uh, um, the law of attraction, the movie, The Secret, and all that. And what mm -hmm. is your thought process about that? Well, being a student of philosophy, again, I do understand that a thought is a thing. So I will tell you how I manifest. 
I wanted to move. And looking at my pocketbook, it didn't say I really could live where I wanted to live. So I said, you know what? Before I go to bed, I get to ignore reality. I can think whatever I want. In my mind, I can live wherever I want. So every night I went to bed and just imagine this big, beautiful bed, the most comfortable bed I could ever have. Oh, my home is just perfect. It felt so good. It was wonderful. And I slept with that because it was all mine. That little world I made for myself and nobody could take it away from me. And before I knew it, I'm on the phone calling an apartment complex, paying them a deposit that I could afford, moving into an apartment that seemed like it was out of my reach, but yet gave me all of the amenities I wanted. And the very first thing I could order was this big, beautiful, comfortable bed. You wow. sit with it. You know, it's, it's, it's wondering how it's going to happen is what messes us all up. I didn't say how, where's the money going to come? No, this is my little world right here. I can right. think what I want and it will manifest for you. Mm. Is it just thinking or you, were you also, there's, is the, the emotional part of it is also important? Of course, there, there are components to it because that field of energy works off of your emotions and that thought process. So, so it's like if you like if you're feeling sad and then it seems like you have 10 other reasons to be sad. That just reinforces it. Exactly. Okay. So you want to get on a positive train. You want to get to this is good and this is why I deserve it and this and this I'm grateful, I'm grateful or I'm loved and, um, and you just keep adding to that or I, I would just, I, would, I love my, my new TV or whatever it is. And even before it comes, you kind of connect all the positive emotions you can with that. Yes. And when you can learn to fall in love with the thought, why would you care what anything else looked like? Um, I don't quite get that. Can you, can you explain that in more detail? So let's say you want a lover. You want to manifest a lover. Right. There was a time I wanted to manifest a lover. I became happy with the thought of him, the feeling without physically knowing this person. And when I became happy with the thought, this person manifested before me. Without uh, much effort on your part. Mm -hmm. except for the right. manifest i mean the the prep preparation in inside the your thought. mind yes and what makes it really funny is because i was manifesting a car at the same time and this is no joke this universe i'm manifesting myself a nice <laughs> jeep i didn't care if it was new but i wanted a jeep no joke yeah i bought myself a little jeep key ring i was getting all set and ready for my jeep to arrive he arrived in a jeep what so he had mm -hmm. he has the jeep that you wanted basically correct. correct so now you have the jeep and him yes <laughs> <laughs> who who uses the jeep more him or you 
Well, for a while it was me because I was going back and forth to the office. It's just in the garage now, but yeah. <laughs> that that is amazing. You got yeah, wow. that really happened. Yes, and manifested a man in a jeep. Yes. Okay, I. I Actually, now that you talk about this, I um I do remember a time in my life. Um, there was a summer of two thousand nine, and and I don't know why I was obsessed with Wyoming. I would watch um, this is a true story. I would watch like, uh, and back in the day, it was hard to find many videos of like small towns in Wyoming and all and all that. But I would like research like small town, and and then. There would be videos and and how life is there and all that and I'd created a playlist so I don't know why <laughs> so it seems so geeky but I'd like I think I spent I think that obsession was probably at least two weeks if not more like that that summer of two thousand nine and then I, I thought nothing of it and then the next summer I was um, uh, I applied for some work in U S and they give you this. Uh, uh, the website gives you this map of the United States. And um, so I saw a job in Wyoming. And I, so I applied there and I applied other places in Montana and all that. But then in the end, I got the job in Wyoming. So then the next summer, literally a year later from that summer where I was uh, obsessing about small YouTube videos about small towns in Wyoming, I got to be in Wyoming. So, but I never... Back then, I never really connected that it could be causal or anything like that, but maybe it was. Yes, it was 100% causal. You know, when I began to awaken, my guide kept telling me, you need to do what's natural. And then I kept throwing a little fit going, but I don't know what's natural. I need help. Just take a deep breath and think about what you're doing and do what's natural. I hadn't thought about how Jane got into that trance. I was just enjoying what came after the trance. But once I found out that I could learn to do that, of course I was thrilled and then it made sense. I didn't have to go out and find a whole new career. I just need to pay attention to what I was doing. Like, uh, what do you mean trance? As in like trance, uh, the uh, hypnosis so, work? Yes, because what okay. Jane and her husband did is once they found Seth, they started recording the material and they started letting Seth write the books as Seth speaks. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't thought, how, how did that happen? How did she get in that trance? That's right. the job. And how did she get into that trance? Exactly. How did you get into a trance? <laughs> was it, but was it like a hypnosis or was it just like, because some people I think have like, um, um, like almost like a soul contract uh, uh, before they're born, like they, I'm going to do this. And for, I think for some people it's like uh, something they create is some, something like that. Uh, mm. I think A Course in Miracles is one example where um, uh, she, uh, I think she had a, well, I've heard that she had a, like a kind of prior obligation, not prior, prior agreement. And then she did, then she did uh, dictation or whatever. Yes. Yes. And I really enjoyed Course, The Course in Miracles. 
when they're beginning to break down your thought processes and your belief systems, that exercise about focusing on the cup. I do not know what this is. Because yeah. in truth, you don't know what it is. You've been told something, you've been taught something, but not once in those teachings of what it is and what it's for, did anybody tell you that that cup was God? That all things are God. Everything in your reality is God because there's nothing else to make anything out of. There's nothing outside of God because it all is God. Right. Even the bad things, even the really, really bad things. Even the really, really bad things. Hmm. Like, um, well, okay. Um, I really like A Course in Miracles and the, the lessons like my thoughts do not mean anything are just so like beyond what most people are ready for. <laughs> <My thought. laughs> yeah, so I studied that almost a decade ago. It was awesome. Was that, um, okay, so um, we started a bit before, but how did your, um, how did your inner awakening start? Was there something, um, a big event or was it just like gradual? It started off a little slow. It was like a slow rumble for me, getting dressed and going to work. There was like a little inner pull. You should be, you should be doing something else. Ah, stop it. I, I, I don't want to listen to that. I like my job. I worked hard for my job. I studied for my job. I'm, I'm doing well. I, I didn't want to hear what else was bubbling. And because I didn't want to hear it, became more and more difficult. The job got harder, the work got harder, went from being an extremely easy job to being extremely complicated. And then it began to make me extremely unhappy. And then it was an easy jump from there because I was unhappy. I'm not gonna stay while I'm not happy. So it's all about listening to the inner, inner hunches, would you say? Most definitely. Yeah, because uh, again, circling back to the uh, to past life regression, a lot of things that my uh, my guy told me was things that had occurred to me, but I was like, yeah, or I would recommend to other people, but not do it myself, like meditation or doing A Course in Miracles or stuff like that, you know. I would recommend to other people, but I wouldn't necessarily be as committed myself, you know. And sometimes for some of us, it's pain that takes you there. You know, the awakening process can be painful because you're breaking through a lot of belief systems that you come to realize are false. And it's emotionally painful. Relationships may end. Your employment may end. Where you live may change. It feels quite devastating when it's happening. But I'm here to say that there's something on the other side of that. That's pleasant and it's beautiful, but you have to manifest that part too. You have to, you have to be active in the manifestation of the good in your life. You have to, Yes. is it like the Bible quote, faith without works is dead. So you have to actually, once you've heard that the hunch of your intuition, go for it. Yeah, because it's like inching, like you tell a child, inch toward your dream. Just move toward it. Okay, you can't afford that $50,000 car that you want, but can you afford the keychain? Can you afford the photograph? 
How can you still admire it and feel like it's yours? I wanted a dog back in 2008. Mm-hmm. And that was the, one of the first things I consciously manifested. How am I going to get this dog? I want a dog. I picked out a breed. I want a specific breed. Waited six months. Dog hadn't manifested. I said, okay, maybe I need to go general. Just a dog. Bring me the dog that's perfect for me. Just that fits me really, really well. I went out and I bought a little pink dog collar. I bought a little dog toy. And then I went to my niece's house and she comes running downstairs with this little puppy and says, auntie, do you want this dog? Wow. Just like that. That's how that, just like that. And, and I was, was ready for her. I was ready for her when I got her because I already had the collar. So if there's a little bit of extension, you have to do some action. So if you can't afford that big house right now, looking at what's in your pocket, it can live in here for absolutely nothing. It costs you nothing to build it brick by brick. It costs you nothing to be creative. Right. So um, would you recommend people like uh, have a vision board and also play that movie in their head? Like, like have big dreams, like think big, have, have that, have that in your mind, like, and play it as you, as if you believe it is going to happen. Like it already has happened. If Mm -hmm. you're thinking about one day, I'm going to have this, you will keep experiencing one day I will have this instead of saying, this is mine right now. This is my lover. My lover feels good. I'm wearing this shade of lipstick because I know that my lover likes it. I'm going to go to this restaurant because I know my lover is going to love this delicious food. I'm going to wear this pretty dress because I know he's going to like it. You see what I'm saying? Right. But before he showed up. Do you think that always uh, that manifestation always happens? Or do you think uh, sometimes there's other karmic influences that, that perhaps block or there's a, you're not going to get it soon, but you might get it, I don't know, in five years or, or you might never get it. Do you think there is such a thing as a, as a karmic block of the manifestation, let's say? I wouldn't say karmic block. I mean, karma is, from what I've understood through sessions, karma is simply a mechanism, okay? It's a mechanism for teaching. That's why I can accept the bad that you call is in the world. Most people are working out karma. You know, if you are a soldier and you go on a murderous rampage, you very well may be murdered. What may seem like randomly from this perspective of your current reality. If you were a rapist, you very well may get raped in your incarnation. So there's a whole story there. Right. So blocking it? No, I wouldn't say blocking it necessarily. But once you can learn to become happy with the thought, why? What block is there? There's no block to your thought. There's no block to your feeling. No, no, no. I'm not saying your thought, but the actual. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the um, actual results. I'm looking at the. Uh, you know. I'm look. You know. I'm looking at as 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 like an economist. Like, when is this going to arrive? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the plan in our mind, but when is this, when is this going to, you know, show up? What is this? And what are I can tell you exactly when it will show up. Exactly. 
okay. to the precise moment when you stop noticing that it's not there. Right. Okay. When you, when you stop noticing that it's not there. So you mean that you've convinced yourself so much in your mind, it's there and it's there and then um, it won't be there because you... Yes. Okay. So when I was manifesting a lover, I didn't say, oh, well, he's not here today. You know, I just pretend like he's there. And then one day he's there. Hmm. Um, have you ever heard of uh, Ramana Maharshi? No. He had um. He was this uh, Hindu mystic, and he was like, uh, um, he said, uh, "Whatever is destined will." That's a, a quote of his. He said, "Whatever is destined will happen, and try as you might to prevent it, it will happen. And whatever is not destined to happen will not happen. And try as you might." To make it happen but it will not happen that was his mm -hmm. quote and and then the, he ends with in a typical uh, romana maharshi style so the best course of action is to be silent <laughs> um what do you think about that that's a way different curve uh, way different belief system isn't it <laughs> definitely i mean i can only learn through this experience and i've seen people view some very amazing alternative realities. Right. So it really reinforces the thought is a thing. Now, granted, it's not that I didn't grapple with this idea. I mean, this was from a philosophy class, you know, umpteen billion years ago, you know, now that I'm ancient, you know, it was a long time ago where I took this class. But it stayed with me that a thought is a thing. It, it, it has power. It's gone somewhere. Even if it's not in the forefront of your mind, it's somewhere. So why not enjoy the things that you have the ability to manifest? What do you think about uh, speaking um, your... Because um, I don't know if you know Florence uh, Sovel Sin. I think that's her name. And she was talking about manifesting by speaking the word and saying as an affirmation, like uh, my, um, my, the money will come in, in the perfect time and perfect way and uh, I will enjoy it or something like that. She had a very, she had a way with words that was very specific. And she was, um, I think she was a metaphysician. I'm not sure, but uh, her, um, that was her thing, like manifesting stuff through speaking the word and believing it, like, you know, like saying it as if, if it's gonna, like, if it's there, basically. Yes. Is that another way of, uh, like, the thought is, is one way, maybe, and then speaking the word and believing it is another way, or you could use maybe both at the same time. Well, yeah, in order to, to get to the part of belief, you need to see it. And that means getting out of your own way of, oh, I grew up poor, or I grew up this way, or I didn't feel good enough. You know what I mean? You have to get that part out of the way first. And then once you believe it, why wouldn't you speak it? Right. But do you think it's best 
You, okay, do you think it's advisable to, to share your goals to somebody that doesn't believe in it? Or do you think you should be very picky and just share your goals or dreams with people that will build you up and be like, yes, you can do it? Do you tell random people the deepest recesses of your mind? Well, I try not to, but since I've done the podcast, I've said some things I ordinarily wouldn't have said to a lot of people. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like with the relationship I'm in now, I can comfortably manifest with this man because he knows what I'm doing. So a random stranger, it might look strange, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care. Why would I care what you think? You're going to mess up right. what's going on up here with me. I'm enjoying this. And now I have an opportunity to see what the outpouring is really like. I'm experiencing those thoughts that I had a year ago. Oh, I would love to have a big tub. Oh, I'd love to have a pool. Someplace to stay if I can walk my dog. I have all that now. But those are things that I went to sleep with. I didn't say, please give me, give me, give me. I didn't say I need to win the lottery. Mm -hmm. I just sat with it, with it, not how, it, just it. Would you agree that if you have bigger ambitions, that more the chances are basically that you're going to go farther because you, you have dreams that are bigger? Maybe, or maybe... Don't... Maybe if you aim here and, and, and manifest here, but you get here and it, uh, as compared to if you have lower dreams, but then you will just achieve that because your dreams are just here. What would it matter if you're happy? You've already achieved it in your mind. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. All that matters is that you're happy, whether it's big or small. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't, I mean, to you, what may seem like a really, really big deal is insignificant to somebody else. So as long as you have it, it's just, it's just about finding a place in your own mind where you've planted that seed of happiness. You know, and do you realize as this handsome young man that you are, that every woman you've kissed is, is, is becoming the woman of your dreams? The things that you didn't like, you're, you're sorting and you're picking. And then you get to the one, the one who's delicious, the one whose kisses send you soaring, the one whose body you can't, don't want to be separate from. You're building that with these relationships that are failures, but you're building the perfect one. Kiss on, I tell you. on about <laughs> your life. Enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. And sometimes I'm, I'm too somber and be like, well, is this the real thing? Is this like, is this the one or is this not the one? And then, but this is, this is like, uh, I think uh, maybe for a lot of people, they, they live their life in doubt, you know, is this it? Is this really it? And, uh, but you're saying just, just keep on going and then eat. And then have the belief that you're going to find that, that one that's, or maybe you're blocking it, or maybe you can't see, and maybe the one that you really want is already there. And you're just like, 
and you're just like in your head then you're like oh i don't know i don't know <laughs> you know yeah um, you have to get out of the doubt so um i think you mentioned aliens briefly i want to i want to get into that because that's a really interesting subject to me i'm always kind of like me too I don't really know. I, I've not seen anything. I have a good friend that claims he's seen an alien once and he wasn't on drugs. So I, I do believe him, but for myself, I'm still kind of dubious. I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't believe, <laughs> but what, what, okay. Can you first define what an alien is so we can have, do we know what we're talking about? Someone, a person, humanoid for the purposes of this discussion who have slightly different DNA than what we have determined called a human being. Are they uh, from earth or are they from far, far away or a different dimension maybe? It could be either, but the DNA would be different. So they may have two arms and two legs. You said definition. So I'm just talking about different DNA. Okay. Okay. Um, so what is your experience with aliens? I have not had any personal, actually, that's not true now that I think about it. Hmm. Let's dig deeper. (laughs) I would say that there is definitely a dimension, an alternate reality where contact is indeed happening. Is it an astral realm, meaning that we, there's a physical realm, but there's a, there's a thing, there's an astral realm that I think people, most people don't see, but it's still there, like um, where people see spirits and go, like when people say ghosts, I don't think it's a physical thing, but I think it's, it's something in another dimension that's like the same as this dimension, but you can't see it it's because it's not Mm -hmm. physical Mm -hmm. is that what some aliens are or are they actually physically they have vehicles and fly and they're actually physical so when we talk about energy and spirit we're spirit first we've been taught the opposite that we're body first so the practice of yoga tai chi those sorts of things are about stretching your spirit body. So at this early point of development, as we're beginning to understand ourselves as spirit, lots of people are having astral experiences with with people they categorize as aliens. So yes, I say yes, there is indeed an astral realm. There's a dimension that can be set up in your own mind to facilitate contact because actual contact is a little bit difficult if you have no idea who you are. Have you ever seen like a baby get scared when there's new people? Yeah. Okay. It would be like that, but a psychotic episode if you're not ready. Well, I got scared sometimes with new people, so I I can relate. So yeah, seeing somebody who was really different can be oh. quite terrifying. Maybe that's why I haven't seen anything because I think maybe it would freak me out. So it's like maybe that fear is kind of blocking me, and I like that's why I don't see anything else. 
Yeah, you have to open the door to it. Because I mean, it's, everything is here. Every, and I wanna repeat that, everything is here, time is an illusion. Right now, this person, this body, you're being born and you're dying. All of your life has already been lived. Every way that it can be lived through every decision in every way that it could have been played out. So if you don't feel like things are working out, just tune into another dimension of reality. So you're saying, wow, this is, this is a bit big for me. So you're saying everything <laughs> has already happened and there's, but, but you think there's such a thing as responsibility and, um, Because, you know, there's uh, people in important positions like military and stuff like that. You're responsible for for lives. The lives are on the line. And you may be like, oh, I'm not the body. Like, uh, I don't know, of course, miracles lessons. I'm not the body. I'm spirit or whatever. But uh, on the other hand, people, a lot of people believe they are the body. So if it's kind of like you are you have to service the dimension people believe in, in a way. Like when we, do you know what I'm saying? Or am I just mm-hmm. rambling? I think so. No, 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 I think I got it. I think I got it. So yes, you're physical and spirit. And you have both polarities. People that are only living, uh, leading with the physical and people that are beginning to lead with the spiritual. So if I'm leading a very physical life and I'm wondering why that person over there is so incredibly happy and so incredibly in love and their life just seems to be working out, I'm not going to go beat them to death. I'm going to go ask, say, hey, what are you doing? What are you following? What's happening with you? How is it that you're so inc- incredible like this? That's how mm-hmm. it's shared. If people are interested, some people are just like, nah, they're weirdos. They're the boo-boos and we uh, stay away from them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but then you, you could be a weirdo, but then you go through your spiritual awakening and suddenly you can become the most interesting person in the room. There's always another side. Right. And would you say that people that are um, spiritual have a uh, higher chance of becoming more attractive to other people and becoming even influential in the world? let's say well definitely because it becomes a it's a vibe thing it's all a vibe thing if you want to be closed off and and feel like you're insignificant and small you can feel that way but when you're done feeling that way why not feel confident and, and happy until things are working out and even when it doesn't feel like it's working out it's actually working out hmm you you remind me of something um my favorite uh, NBA player right now, Luka Doncic. And there's uh, this ad that I saw recently and uh, they were talking about him, like uh, the commentator. And, uh, and they were, they said there's a vibe about him that his teammates trust him and they, you know, because he's really young, but his teammates trust him and he's the leader of the team. But I thought that was interesting that they said it that way. There's a vibe about him. Mm-hmm. Um because it would seem, I have a theory that to be a good basketball player, it's not just the skills, but there's also a part of it is the character, like to not give up, to believe. Is that the part of the manifesting? If you're a good manifester, um, 
that would help your basketball playing career, let's say? Well, it's just being in the zone. He's focused. All the greats simply become focused. And that's what hypnosis and meditation are, are just simply a heightened state of focus. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you, have you ridden a horse before? Um, no, I mean, in a past life regression we've done, I have, but not in this lifetime. <laughs> so does it surprise you that a horse came up and a horse's name came up and your special day was a day that you got a saddle? Wait, I got a saddle? You got a Come saddle on. from your father. It was a gift. Oh, the yeah, the the saddle, yeah. Um, wow, that I I I don't know what the connection is. Well, it's reinform it's reinforcing that lifetime. You know, it's saying to you, I ask the questions because it doesn't feel like it's very real. You can feel throughout periods. Okay, like, mm, am I making this stuff up? Or through the portal of your mind. So it's going to show you things that you need to see. In that lifetime for you, you were full of purpose, but you weren't having very much fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I wish I, uh, I danced more. I wish I had asked that girl out. And uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought it was an interesting question when you asked me, have I had a lifetime outside um, the earth, you know? Anyway, I always ask that. Yes. Because yeah, I, I get could, interesting I, answers. I could yes. tell. I could tell. And that uh, uh, I read Michael Newton, by the way, and he had uh, some clients that have uh, had a lifetime somewhere else where there was no sense of humor. And I thought that was so cruel. Uh, <laughs> that would not be a good time. But so I got an answer basically that I had no lifetime outside of the earth. But you, on the other hand, I think you're a different case, right? Oh, yes. Well, when my awakening happened, it's memory opening. It's, it was very profound for me. Am I here to say this is how things are 100%? I'm not here to say that. I'm here to say that I had an experience that was very interesting, but it also has set the tone for my life. Okay, but well, I'm not getting the the alien part. So, did you have <laughs> did you have uh, what I'm what I'm curious about? Because I this is uh, all very different and new to me. Is is the lifetime somewhere else? How is it different? Okay, for me and yeah. only for me, I've heard different things from different people in different sessions. But we can talk about that. But for yeah. me. When I had my awakening, I was on the shore of this planet, beautiful planet. And the twilight was not really purple, but it was kind of like this glowing, iridescent water, not blue, but with a purple hue to it. And I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, what am I doing here? And I hear this voice that says, you're home. You are home, little one. Where is home? You're on Sirius. Just wait. And I'm standing there and I feel the waves of water on my toes. 
the water just glimmering. I could see a planet in the distance. And this big beam comes up on the shore, huge, like a whale. And I said, what is this? And she said, I'm your mother. I am your serious mother. And she starts singing. And what I can only describe what sounds like whale song. And she's telling me my story, and I'm getting these pictures of being in the water, wow. of floating with her, of just this beautiful life. And then I heard this call. A new experience is opening, and Earth needs help. And I said, what's the benefit of going? You get hands. You get books. You get fingers. You get a body that's different. And I volunteered to come. And I was born on Earth, not coincidentally under the sign of Aquarius, the water bearer. It's all connected. Right. And that's what I saw. And I asked her, I said, do you miss me? She says, how could I miss you? You're still here. So she, that's when they were explaining to me it was an aspect. That it's not past life regression, that it's timeline regression. Meaning that uh, it's happening at the same time? Correct. Oh, that just, uh, that just blows my mind. I cannot do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, well, you know, the whole thing about predestination and free will is like, what is what? Is what? Would, would this still happen if I hadn't made this decision or would this not happen? You know, like me starting this podcast and Sherry Clements uh, connecting us. Would that still happen if I had not started the podcast? Probably not, you know, or you know what I mean? It's like, um, uh, like it seems to me like you do something and then you increase the probability of something else happening that was maybe predestined. But if only if you did this, you know what See, I mean? And that's what created is. You said it right there. It's increasing the probability. Right. So if I have positive thoughts about what I want, that's the beginning of increasing the probability. Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense so basically the probability the more you play that movie in your mind and actually believe it the probability will increase but it's not to a hundred percent until it will happen in god's time let's say would you agree with that <laughs> it will happen as soon as you stop realizing that it's not there for real for real for real wow for real that's a that's a very strong See, statement if well, see, if I had woken up in the morning and go, oh, my God, I hate this place. I hate where I live. I just want to move. I didn't say that. Oh, this is going to be, this is so comfortable. I love this bed. All oh, these are the best blankets in the world. All oh, these are the best pillows. Oh, I'm living my fantasy. I'm so in love. I have the best job in the world. People are paying me. It's so easy. I've got passive income. My life is so wonderful. It's so good make it who can take that away from me i don't care if you believe it it's mine right i i, I see i get it i get it um so for people that want to um 
contact your services what, what so you do past life regression you do do you have other stuff as well well really past life regression i'm getting in more artistic and getting into crystals i really feel directed toward bringing attention to the ascension and i wanted to give what i feel like i wish was there for me and that's creating an ascension portal saying hey you're not going insane things really and truly are changing and here's some science behind it i'm building that portal now I'm also offering Ascension crystals, which are beautiful eight inch, six inch, and five inch crystals, which I consider my Ascension diploma that basically says, hey, if you bear this crystal, you are a soul participating in the graduation of Earth. Congratulations. What is, uh, what is Ascension? The Ascension is also in scientific terms called a great year. It's a 26,000 year cycle where at the end of that cycle, we will be in a new age and we've all um, often termed that the age of Aquarius. So we're seeing all this political upheaval because we're about to enter a time of the, of the Aquarius, of the humanitarian. So we're bringing up all these what look like terrible things so that we can heal them in that light. Right. Um, there's a meme I saw on Facebook where um there was like burning sage to clear 2020 but it was like a big giant smoke like a volcano went off <laughs> <laughs> hey, thought, for some of us 2020 is the best thing that could have ever happened it is amazing so is this the year when we transition into the age of aquarius or does it take a couple years to transition it, it takes time because it's a 26,000 year cycle and it's an upgrade of everything on the planet so it's as if the planet was, was, we're going from winter into spring. And what happens in nature when we go into spring? There's, there's big changes. Big changes. Mm. Nature awakens. And consciousness on this planet is awakening. And that's why people are having weird experiences. Oh my gosh, I think the flowers are talking to me. I think the trees are talking. Yes. Right. But do you, are you um are you aware of the work of Alice Bailey? That sounds familiar, but no. I think mm -hmm. I think her work is uh, theophysy or something like that. And uh, there's only one prediction so far that I've been able to find in one of her books that I'm reading, and it's about the year twenty twenty five, five years from now. And it talks about the book is about glamour, the energy of glamour that's in the world. And it says that the world, the type of glamour that's prevalent will change in 2025, which I thought was really interesting. So I, that would seem to predict like, because there's a lot of changes happening now, but I cannot imagine the world in five years because the changes seem to accelerate, don't they? Like it's yes. so fast. Yes, 100. So for, I would say recommending Looking at what's happening, I would say to people, meditate and get plenty of water. Think about yourself as a soul and don't hesitate to look for plant teachers for answers. I have water here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so what is your, uh, I want to plug your website. Where can people find you? At perspectivemetaphysics.com. I will put it also on YouTube or on Anchor when I do the, or the podcast platforms. And I will put your links as well. Um, I really love your name, by the way. I didn't mention this. Uh, Yolanda, which is a really cool name. And Dukes, I don't know. It's just such a cool combination of first name and last name. Just wanted Which to... is weird. My mother never had any other name picked out. That was it. Really? She was like, she was like, it's going to be a girl and it's going to be Yolanda. Mm -hmm. And she was right. She manifested yeah. it in a way. <laughs> and she, yeah. <laughs> she believed yeah, pretty it. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's a good way to end this show on this positive note. Um, thank you very much, Yolanda, for um, joining me in this uh, episode of All Dead Jazz podcast. And um, thank you, everybody, for watching or listening. Thank you, everybody. And feel free to reach out. I'm offering free consults via the website. All you have to do is just book the consult and it will send you a Zoom link for that date and that time. And we will have a half hour consult and we'll sit and we'll talk and we'll see how I can best help you to resolve your issues. Amazing. Thank you for being on. God bless. Thank you.